Well, praise, praise the Lord. Welcome to our Romans teaching today. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson. We're in chapter 3. This is our 14th session. And uh, the first chapter has 23 sessions. The second chapter has 11 sessions. And again, in our third chapter, this is our 14th session, learning uh, the Word of God, learning how to uh, allow the Holy Spirit to work uh, allow him to work these truths into our lives and what the truths that he desires to work are out of the Word of God into our lives. I want to say how sorry I am for the last uh, session that I uploaded. I had to delete it from Facebook. It's, it's, it's crazy. You do a half-hour great teaching session, blessed, encouraged, edified. You go listen to it. It's got some echo behind it. And I'm telling you, when you are sharing the gospel every possible issue that you can have, you will have. Because this truth going out, when people are being taught how to hold God's Word in its righteous context, the devil is mad, but the people of God are getting glad. I got news for you. The devil hates when the Word of God is being offered to people in its proper and righteous context. See, the devil uses the Word of God every day. He teaches from the Bible. He uses God's Word, but he never uses it in, his, in its righteous context. That means he will never use God's Word pointing you to the cross and then onto the pages of God's Word. He won't do that because at the cross... That's where he was defeated. That's where he was stripped of his power that he had of death over all of humanity. But because Jesus died there to reconcile us to our Father, reconcile us to God, then he loses his grip of, of the power of death that he had. And that's in your Bible in Hebrews 2 and 14. Not the resurrection, but by the death of Jesus, he lost his power of death that he had over all of humanity. And God's word is only in a righteous context. Proverbs 8 and 8. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. Righteousness only comes through Christ's sacrificial work to men. The gospel reveals the righteousness of God. And something else we need to know is that Peter wrote in the second chapter, 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 1, that's 2 Peter 1 and 1, take a note, write it down, that our faith, this like precious faith that we've obtained, we've obtained it through the righteousness of God and our Savior cross Jesus Christ. Faith does come by hearing the Word of God if the Word of God is being heard in its righteous, meaning through the cross, context. You get that. If that's confusing, the only reason it is is because we've been brainwashed, we've been seduced by doctrines of devils for so many years since Jesus came and, and left and left disciples here and immediately the enemy knew what he had to do. He had to use the scriptures to point away from the sacrificial work. See, if our faith is in the sacrifice, we are we have a legitimate biblical faith that has come through righteousness, come from hearing God's words of righteousness concerning the one who is righteous and his righteous work, the only work God honors, hallelujah. And then that, in that is what resists the devil in the faith. Resists the devil 
We resist the devil as we we only resist the enemy and our flesh steadfastly in the faith. The faith that comes by hearing, which is a faith that cannot be separated from the faith of the Son of God that loved us and gave himself for us. These things are crucial that you know. It's crucial you know what I just said. Faith is not legitimate unless it's placed in the cross. Not when you're 20 and then now that you're 60. No, today faith is or it, it's not. Now faith is. And faith, the faith we live by is the faith of the Son of God who loved us and gave himself for us. That's why Jesus taught you have to deny yourself and take up your cross daily. That's where your faith has to be daily so that what you are claiming you believe in the Word of God, your faith is in the only righteous context of the Scriptures, which is the cross. That's right. Your Bible is the Word of the cross. I know that's... Well, I've never heard that before. Well, you need to be hearing it because the only proper avenue for faith is the righteousness of God. All the words of God's mouth are in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8. But the righteousness of God is only revealed in the gospel. That means God only speaks in the context of what he would do at Calvary. Everything in the Old Testament, he just was painting a portrait of Christ, his son, and what he would do for us at Calvary. Those who don't like that are already under the bondage and the dominion of the enemy. Those who refuse to come back to the cross are living in sin. It may not be Jack Daniels and marijuana and, and sleeping and committing adultery with whoever, but faith in anything other than the cross is a sin because your faith at that point is outside of that is in something that God will not honor. And anything not of faith is sin. The Bible says, hallelujah, that's good news to know these things, that we can walk in the clarity of the scriptures with our faith in the cross so that our faith, when we hear God, can be legitimate. Faith will come. This is why most Christians are living according to the flesh, yet calling it faith. Because they think they're living according to a scripture because they confess it or because they're using the purpose driven or the government of 12 or they're using some golden calf to try to get God to move in their lives. Their, their faith is literally, it's not been moved from what it was in that saved them, but it's been moved from what saved them, the faith that saved them, to a faith now in something else. Three steps. Uh, the celebrate recovery. If I'll go to that, I'll find victory. No, if you'll go to the cross, my friend, you'll find victory. And those programs don't point you to Calvary. They point you to Three steps, two steps, five steps. If you'll do these things, you'll find deliverance. And that's nothing but law. So praise God. That's led us right into where we are in the third chapter today of Romans in verse 24. And we'll read through this to get to where we're really headed today. And my prayer today is for you that you and me would hear the Lord today. Not hear a preacher not just see words on paper, but we would hear the Lord through the written Word of God as our faith is in the sacrificial work of Christ. Can I tell you something, my friends, before we get into this study today, too far, 
I need to say it again. I've already said it, but I'm just bluntly going to say it today. If your faith is not in the death of Jesus at this very moment, you will not get from this teaching what the Lord wants you to have. All the impartation of the Holy Spirit is going to come through your faith in the cross. Outside of that, He's not going to impart to you anything that you need concerning victory in your life. Paul, and we read it earlier in chapter 1 of this same letter, he's writing to an already blood-bought, already born-again, saved, filled with the Holy Ghost church in Rome. He's praying for God to give him a prosperous journey that he might get there and impart a spiritual gift unto them so that their faith might be mutual. That means that their faith is going to be in what he gives them. That's the word of God so their faith can be mutual. And he, you know what he says he can't wait to get there and do? To be able to impart this spiritual gift they desperately need so their faith can be mutual? He can't wait to get there and preach the gospel. Read it in Romans chapter 1. He cannot wait to get to a church already born again to preach the gospel. See, there is no impartation from the Lord except through faith in the gospel. Every other thing is witchcraft. Every other thing is flesh and we call it God. The flesh can be so overpowering, overbearing these other spirits that are in these churches who refuse to preach the cross. It's another gospel and there are other spirits there trying to confirm what they preach with feelings and, 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 and emotions and lights popping out or, or weird things happen. These other spirits are allowed by God to do that as judgment among a rebellious church who refuse to come back to Calvary. They will be allowed to see more and more signs of the enemy that allow them to stay bound in their seduction by doctrines of devils. As long as they won't come back to Calvary, these false preachers, these false prophets, they are the judgment of God in the church today. You need to hear that. You need to know that. There is a power there. But it is not of God. For the power of God is the preaching of the cross of Christ. That is in your Bible. For those who have ears to hear, God will honor that. Hallelujah. Verse 24, chapter 3 of Romans, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And we've got to talk about that for a minute this morning. Justified freely means you can't work for justification. You can't work for it. You can't pay for it. You can't give enough in the offering for it. You can't have a high enough status or clout or clamor or whatever it is in the community to, to, to get it, to get it, achieve it. It's freely given to those who believe in the blood shedding of Jesus, His death on the sac- as the sacrificial Lamb of God on the cross. Those are the only ones who receive redemption. Now, I understand a huge amount of the church no longer has their faith in the cross. I, I used to be in that. I used to be bound and, and using God's Word outside of its righteous context. See, that's what the devil does. That's what our flesh does. But the Holy Spirit will never do that. The Holy Spirit will always point to Jesus who is our righteousness And he will always tell us about Jesus, how he became our righteousness and the avenue through which this faith that has come being the righteousness of God. Again, 2 Peter 1 and 1. 
This only avenue by which it comes. God is bringing His remnant back to the place they began to receive grace. The only place grace can be received is through faith in the sacrifice. Nowhere else. No one can refute that with God's Word in its righteous context. Outside of the righteous context, men can use God's Word as the letter of the law. But as the spirit of the letter which is the only thing the Spirit of God will use the word for, is to give us the avenue of righteousness which saves, brings faith, gives us understanding of God's word, gives us the path to be in and the light to our path. Hallelujah. If every word God has ever spoken, Proverbs 8 and 8, is in righteousness and the path he leads in is righteousness, then that means His Word is only the light to our path if our faith is in His Word in its righteous context, which only comes through the gospel, Romans 1, 16 and 17, and through the death of Jesus, Galatians 2 and 21, which is the gospel. Hallelujah. Any faith outside of the cross means my faith cannot legitimately be placed in the Word of God. I need to say that about a hundred more times. And therefore, what I'm doing is working for something instead of receiving by faith that which the Lord has provided through His Son at Calvary. It's been freely offered, listen, justified freely, being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. And can I tell you today, there's only one avenue of grace and that's through the cross. Let's look at this in Hebrews chapter 2. Verse 9, we'll turn there today. We'll see this. Hebrews 2 and 9. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. Now let's talk about that for a minute. If that's not the grace we've received, we've yet to receive grace. The only way that you and I can know our faith is legitimate is if it has received grace. Grace is God doing something in my life I can't do myself. I need desperately to be done and really I don't deserve to have it done. That's grace. Grace is not a cloud, a poof of something. Grace is really in the Bible the spirit of grace, the spirit of God, the comforter, the spirit of truth, doing something in my life that I could not do myself. I cannot save myself. That statement alone should prove all works useless except the work Christ provided and declared to be finished, finished at the cross. Not something remaining for you to do to finish it. He finished it. That's what makes the word of faith doctrine so false. Uh, they don't even believe in the, in the same Jesus we, we believe in. Those who are tied up in the Jesus died spiritually aspect of that. Now there are many in the word of faith who got legitimately born again through faith in the blood of Jesus but have been carried off into a false doctrine called the word of faith. Now they're under law because they think they can move God by what they speak and their faith is in what they speak. That's why that entire ministry of that man uh, is called the believer's voice. 
a victory. There's no victory in your voice unless your voice is speaking the victory of Jesus and what he did at Calvary. And that, my friends, doesn't happen just because you say those words. The Bible says in Romans 10 and 10 that the heart believes unto righteousness. Hallelujah. Not the lips. The lips can only declare after the heart believes unto righteousness, but the lips can declare anything. These people that declare Jesus is Lord. Paul said there would be other Jesuses. They preach another Jesus. But let's get back to my point about this. There are many in that false doctrine have been seduced by doctrines of devils that think the power is in the words they speak now. They've moved their faith from the cross to the words they speak. But, but they did get saved. Now, folks who get tied up in this Jesus died spiritually movement if they believe that stuff, that Jesus became a sinner on the cross and went to hell and suffered and became the first born-again man through the words he confessed and all this garbage that's not in your Bibles, and the root of all that is the love of money. Amen. If your love is not working by a true faith in Christ, and we'll talk about that in just a second, then it's not legitimate faith. And that false faith, that false faith, even using God's Word, thinking it's faith that's coming, it's not faith that's coming just because you use God's Word. And if it's not faith that's coming, it's deception, it's flesh and corruption, and it leads us into a darker and a darker place. The faith that comes by hearing, my friend, is the faith that only comes through righteousness. Second Peter 1 and 1 tells us that this faith that we've, this like precious faith that we have obtained, not everybody, we have obtained, comes through the righteousness of God. It says that in your Bibles. Through the righteousness of God, this faith that we've obtained, like precious faith, along with Peter, the faith he had is in it comes to us through the righteousness of God. And yes, every word God has ever spoken is in righteousness, Proverbs 8 and 8, as long as it's in the context of righteousness. And the righteousness is only revealed in the gospel, Romans 1, 16 and 17, and that's as we go from faith to faith. Amen. See, the righteousness is revealed as we go from faith to faith in the gospel, not in some other false doctrine. Oh, that's good stuff. Somebody said glory to God. Hallelujah. That's make you want to clap your hands together to finally be being delivered from that which has seduced you for years, that which has held you captive, using the Word of God, but captive, bound by the flesh, bound by false doctrine. I know what it means to have my feelings hurt when I'm hearing things like this, but if I won't agree with God's Word, I'll stay trapped. If I will let those relationships and that fellowship and that preacher, if I allow them to steal my crown, to deceive me, to beguile me, which the Word tells me, not to do. Let no man beguile you. Let no man steal your crown. Let no man deceive you. That means they can beguile me. They can deceive me. They can steal my crown. If when I hear teachings like this, the Word of God in its proper context coming forth, if I choose to stay with them because I love them, you don't really love them because the only way you can love people and even, and this is going to hurt your feelings, the only way you can love God God is by faith. And that faith in which we love God, Galatians 5, 6, 
works by love. So if our faith is not in the cross, we're not loving God. We're only loving God with some fleshly, some fleshly thing. Now, I know that's serious. That, that hurts a lot of people. Well, you can't tell me I don't love God. I can tell you the only way we can love God is by faith. And that faith only works by love. That faith only comes and is legitimate to us through righteousness. And righteousness only comes through the cross of Christ. If my faith is, is not in the cross, my faith cannot be in the Word of God. God doesn't have to honor my faith that's even in something written unless my faith is that which is in the cross. If that were the case, anybody could just believe anything and try to use God's Word for anything. And those false people out there say that lost people can even use God's Word. But they can't. Because the natural man can't understand the spiritual things of God. Now that's in your Bibles also. Now, I'm just giving you some good stuff today. Most of you watching me already know these things but are learning them to a greater extent. And that's what the Lord is doing for those of us who have ears to hear. He's showing us that we are on the right path, the path of righteousness. If God's Word is a lamp, is lamp to my feet and a light to my path, Psalms 119, 105. Yet the Bible says in Revelation 23 that the Lamb is the light and that my faith that comes by hearing God's Word is what allows me to see the light must be the faith that comes through righteousness. Then it must pass through the cross first. In the Old Covenant... Aaron would read the law and they would sprinkle the law after he read it and sprinkle the people and everything with blood. Under the new covenant, God has sprinkled our hearts. He's purified our hearts with the blood of Jesus so that now we can understand, declare, believe, and allow Him to impart the things we need by His Spirit. But if my faith is not in the cross today, my friends then it's not a legitimate faith. And it's not a faith that can love God. It's not a faith that can truly love my brother and sister. It's not a faith that can love my spouse with this God love that I'm supposed to be loving them with. Think about what you're hearing today. Everything you offer to God, you offer it to Him by faith. And if your faith is not in the sacrifice, your faith must come through righteousness. And yes, you're saying, well, all God's words are in righteousness. So all I have to do is believe God's word. You have to believe God's word that is righteous in the context in which it comes to you as righteous words. The Lamb, who is the righteous Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Are you understanding? You can't take what I'm saying and, and, and try to twist it. If our faith is not in the cross, it cannot be in the Word. I've said it for years, and the Lord's just giving greater clarity now, that if our faith is not in the living Word and what He did at Calvary, then our faith is not legitimately, cannot be honored by God in the written Word. Amen. Think about that. I'll say it again before we move on. Hopefully we'll get it more and more as it's repeated repetitiously. We, we will get this. All the words of God's mouth are in righteousness. Righteousness is only revealed in the gospel as we go from faith to faith. That's 
faith to faith in the gospel. As we hear the word through the gospel, the gospel, the cross, is the avenue of righteousness, Galatians 2.21. I do not set aside or deny. I do not frustrate the grace of God because if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died in vain. That means the death of Jesus is the only avenue by which righteousness comes. And if I'm going to have ears to hear the righteousness of God's Word, my faith must first be in the cross. Not 20 years ago, and now I'm just going to hear it all right. No, the proof we stopped hearing right is when we got moved away from faith in the cross to the government of 12, the purpose driven, the, the, the words we speak, the, the things we do, the fasting for deliverance, the, the this, the celebrate recovery. And I could list a, a many more things that we literally move our faith from the cross and place it in something else. And at that point, it's a faith that's no longer legitimate. And that's why most all of Christianity is living defeated lives defeated lives because it's not faith that's coming when they hear the word preached. <coughs> it's not faith that's coming. It's flesh that comes and only <coughs> in the flesh is only condemnation and corruption because it's under law. We, we get up as preachers and we read we're not saved. We're saved by grace and not of works. And then in the next breath we preach Ignorantly means we don't know. We preach works. We preach law and we keep people bound and dominated by law. And only under the law, the only thing that can happen is sin can be strengthened. 1 Corinthians 15, 56. Romans 7, 5. The sin nature is stirred and, 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 and dominates and, 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 and sin dominates our lives because we go back under law. Just because you're a child of God does not mean that you are today under grace. You started under grace when God saved you by His grace. You stood in that grace. But if we stop believing in the cross as the people of Israel coming out of Egypt, it wasn't but 50 50-5-0 days after they saw the miracles and the blood on the doorpost is that which brought them out of Egypt. 50-5-0 days later, they built a golden calf, which is what the purpose driven, the government of 12. It's what the word, anything other than that blood of Jesus is something we're trusting in and though that's not free. Works mean it's you've accepted that what I need is not free. I've got to work for it. And the Bible here says in Romans chapter 3 verse 24, being justified freely by His grace, by what He did. He tasted death by the grace of God. His taste of death by grace... And your faith in that is your taste of death. And you, listen, it's only when you taste of his death by the grace of God he tasted death by, through your faith in that work there he provided, that you'll be able to say what the psalmist said. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Hallelujah. That's good stuff. Jesus taught the same thing in John chapter 6 that if you don't eat my flesh and drink my blood, referring to who he was as the lamb and what he would provide as the sacrificial lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. If, if that's not what we're eating and drinking of, we're not eating and drinking of the Lord. 
I was in false doctrine for years and they had false prophets over and over would come to the church and people would waller in the floor and, and, and roll around and, and put on all these big shows of fleshly displays and the prophet so-called would put his hand on us and say, Oh, drink, drink. Oh, eat of the Lord, eat of the Lord. Laying there 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night, 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, drink of the Lord. There was no eating and drinking of the Lord there. Our faith was in that very stuff that was happening. Our faith was in all sorts of things. But it was not the cross because that's not what was being preached. That's not what was being preached. We wanted a move of God so bad, we'd make it happen and call it God. That's what the flesh will do if it does not, if the, if the Christian, the child of God, does not know the avenue through which God works, then he will just make things happen and the mind is so powerful. I've smelt lemon pie before and hadn't been a lemon pie within a hundred miles. All you have to do is start thinking of something and wanting something so bad and I guarantee it, your mind will start working in ways you didn't know it could work. There is other Jesuses. There are other spirits. But there is only one Jesus at the right hand of the Father. That same one Jesus died and gave His life, became our righteousness through that work at Calvary. There is only one Holy Spirit and He's only going to tell us about that one Son of God, Jesus, and what He did for us, provided for us as the Lamb. And if that's where our faith remains, we'll walk in all the things He's offering to us still today freely were we justified by grace. Watch this now. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus whom God has set forth to be a propitiation through faith in His blood to declare His righteousness for the remission of sins that are passed through the forbearance of God to declare, I say at this time, His righteousness, not what you worked for, what He worked for, His righteousness, that He might be just and the justifier of him which believes in Jesus. Where is boasting then, Paul says in verse 27, got to hurry, where is boasting then? It is excluded. If I didn't work for it, I can't boast in what I've done. Those who are saying you've got to do something, perform an act to be saved, they're boasting in their works. But the Spirit of God here tells us by what law of works? No, but by the law of faith. Our 30 minutes are over, but I'm going to close with this. If the law of faith is not tied to what God did to freely justify you by grace, freely justify you by grace. If the law of faith is not tied to that, it is unbiblical and you can go online and just type in law of faith and you'll see so much stuff you couldn't read it in 10 lifetimes about what men have called the law of faith. If the law of faith is not tied to God freely justifying you by grace and offering to you everything He offers freely by that grace, it's not the law of faith they wrote about. It's a, it's a doctrine of a devil that will seduce you and keep you from the very place where God wants to freely and will freely impart to you everything that Jesus died so you could have. Hallelujah. God bless you. I love you. Avail yourself to the YouTube channel where these things are available. All the sessions of chapter 1 
uh, chapter 2 are there. Curtis Hutchinson, 316, and I praise God for you. He's on the move. And as my friend Pastor Wayne Voss says in Greenwood, Mississippi, I'm glad to be moving with him. Hallelujah. Until next time, be determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified.